0: Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I'm gonna to chat all about my Fall Ayurvedic Cleanse, and a little bit more about what an Ayurvedic Cleanse is, why, to, why do one, um, and all of that fun stuff. So let's first break down, um, you know, why do an Ayurvedic Cleanse? So it helps remove ama or toxins from your body. It helps you release stress from the body, um, in particular on your liver and your kidneys and it helps you reset your mind and your body, and it improves your digestion, and it helps improve your immunity. So in Ayurveda, doing a cleanse at the start of the fall season and the start of the spring season are most common. Um, I definitely have teachers who do them at the start of every season, but the fall and the spring are the most important times to embark on one um, because it does help build up that immunity. And those are kind of the sharpest seasonal changes, especially that summer to the fall transition, you know, from the warm temperatures, you know, and being in Minnesota, we drop off quick. So that's a great time to kind of, um, you know, embark on one. So how long do you do one? So this one can be done with doshas, um, with your dosha type, or in general, five days is a great recommendation. But for example, if you are a vata dosha, The usual recommendation for vatas are three to five days, a pitta dosha, five to seven days, and a kapha dosha, seven to 10 days. So um, usually the time of year, that last week of September through the end of October is kind of the best time for that fall cleanse. Um, It really kind of depends on where you live though, because we kind of all have that week where we transition sharply from feeling like summer to fall. So here, you know, in the Northern part of the U S you might be feeling that, um, you might be doing that cleanse maybe a week or two earlier. Um, I actually had a client who's out in California and one in Nashville this year, and both of them did a little bit later of a cleanse just because they have warmer temperatures. And so you kind of adjust to what's going on with your, um, you know, with where you live. And then a spring cleanse is going to be usually late march through early april again that's going to be kind of that transitional time whenever you start to feel the temperatures rise again that's when you're going to want to do that spring cleanse so what do you eat um so for breakfast a few ideas you can do a small bowl of khichari and um, kitchery is basmati rice mung dal beans and then ghee and lots of spices And then you can also add vegetables to that too, seasonal vegetables, and that is a pretty bland, it's a pretty bland dish, um, but it really does help improve that digestion. If you've ever done a kitchen cleanse, um, it really does, it cleans you out. Um, And then if you're not getting cleaned out, you're getting backed up there, you know. Definitely, this is this is the one reason that you'd want to have someone helping you who knows kind of what they're doing, Um, because as I was guiding through um, my seasonal living collective group. And then if you, you know, one-on-one clients with us this year, um, I told them, let me know if you're getting constipated, you know, if stuff is not moving because there are some tweaks that I can make. So, um, I'll just kind of say it like that just because it really does depend on your body. What's going on. Um, uh, bef- did you get a good enough, um, runway to the cleanse? Cause you want to take about a week to start slowly cutting out things from your diet, such as coffee, alcohol, um, processed foods, sugars, just to kind of, um, not shock the system that week. Cause it's going to be a lot harder to stick with the cleanse if you go in, um, without removing anything. So green juice, that is also a wonderful, um, thing to have in the mornings and then oatmeal. So those are all kind of the the general things for breakfast, lunch, kitchery. Uh, so you can have that kitchery again, quinoa with vegetables. So if your kitchery is not your thing, you can substitute the basmati rice for the quinoa, uh, a cup or two of bone broth, uh, and then some chutney can be added to your dishes. Now this is going to be, there's so many different cleanses depending on the teachers because I've had many different teachers teach me how to do a cleanse, all have slight twist or variations to it. Um, so this is just one variation that I learned that I find, um, to have the most success with personally, as well with clients that I work with, um, dates are also a great little treats. So if people need some sweetness, uh, cu- cutting up some dates, having a date after, after you have your dinner, um, and that kind of helps carve that sweet tooth out for people. Uh, and then chutney is kind of, um, uh, it's kind of like a salsa almost like, or a dipping, you know, just extra seasoning for the top of your kitchari, because again, it's can be bland. And so adding that little, little chunks of stuff, I know for a few of my clients who did the chutney, the mango chutney recipe that I sent to them, they said that really did help break up kind of the monotony of the kitchari. And it just gave it a little bit more flavor and texture. So if you're, if you're like a pitta dosha, like myself and really like spices, I personally don't, but if you do, uh, having that, having that chutney on your kitchari is really going to help kind of not be so bland with the taste and not get so bored with it. And then for dinner, it's pretty much the same thing as you do for lunch, you know, a cup or two, of bone broth, kitchery, chutney can be added or not eating if you're not hungry. Because a lot of times what will happen is you're going to be eating that kitchery and it's really filling, you know, it's a thick, it's a thick meal that really will keep you full. So a lot of the times people are like, wow, I was surprised. I wasn't hungry, but it was like an empty feeling. I, you know, it's not like their stomachs were growling. So it is kind of a different feeling because it is, you know, in, in theory, it is really helping you move your digestion through. So you're feeling that emptiness, you know, so you're not backed up. Um, and that can be a new feeling for people if they're, if they're prone to constipation. So what else to do on a cleanse? I like to incorporate a few other, few other things with the cleanse, um, trying not to snack. So that can be a great way to reduce, um, any mindless snacking. Making sure that you're waiting three hours before you eat. So noticing, okay, if I have breakfast you know, around eight, not eating until at least 11 um, and just kind of planning out your day accordingly. And then trying not to eat after seven. Drinking plenty of room temperature water throughout the day or uncaffeinated teas. And then if you need more food, adding another bowl of kitchery or just having, um, a little bit more kitchery when you're having your meals. And then another way I've learned is having a handful of nuts in between the meals as well. And then, um, if you need triphala can help before bedtime to help with regular elimination. That is only though, if you're feeling constipated. Um, and I actually have trifla always on hand. It's kind of in my apothecary just to be a, um, because again, my, my constitution, I'm prone to constipation. So I like to have it on hand just because it will help. Now, triphala is something you don't want to take if you are pregnant. So just a heads up there. Um, don't take that if you're pregnant because it does help move things down and out. So just an asterisk there now activity. Now is the time to start now is not, not the time to start a new workout routine since you're cleanse mode. So don't think this is the time to do all the hit workouts. You might be feeling a little lightheaded if you're doing stuff like that, but walking and yoga are going to be a little bit more ideal. So personally this year, I, I, sh- I was aiming for seven days. I ended up doing five because my body just knew. So you'll also kind of know when you're done, you know, my body was a little bit flighty. I was starting to get a little flighty. Um, and the food was just, it, I just wasn't feeling like I was consuming enough. Um, so I ended it a couple days early. I personally ate kitchery and drank bone broth this year for my cleanse. And I drank a lot of tea and this was the first year I actually gave up coffee. So that was a huge win for me. I did give up coffee. I had a headache those first two days, um, the withdrawal from the caffeine. But then after that, I did feel really good. Um, and I was having full eliminations. Um, and then I also kind of noticed how many times I mindlessly snacked throughout the day that I just didn't take note of before, because When you're on the cleanse, you can't, you know, you're not supposed to have the snacks. And so I'm like, okay, I'm snacking usually because I'm bored or, um, I don't know what else to do, or I'm at home and I have access to the cupboards. So it was really great to kind of, um, help get that kind of in check for myself and some of those habits, um, back, back into place. I thought I had kicked the coffee habit. Uh, I have not. I ended up having a cup a couple days after I was off the cleanse, and I love it. I really do like my morning coffee just to sip, um, and it's kind of my time to relax. So, it, as long as it's a ritual for myself, I'm finding it's an okay thing to do. Um, but I do enjoy taking it out just because I had that headache for a couple days. It means I really do need to incorporate some time away from it so I don't have that headache. Now, another thing they can do, I did not do it this year, but I often do a social media detox, um, as well, meaning I just am off all social media and I'm really clear on the channels that, um, you know, I'm consuming. So I am more conscious about TV consumption, podcast consumption, but this year I really stuck to my cleanse. So I, I just mentally didn't have the capacity to restrict the social media and TV and, um, consumption on that end as much. I'm going to try again in the spring and have both of those components working together um, and see if I can really fully put that together. Usually it's either one or the other. In the past, I've always done really well with the social media, not so well with the food part. So this is the first year I kind of flipped that. And so I'm hoping I can bring both pieces together um, come this spring. So that that is how it went for me. I had, um, oh gosh, I probably had about 10 different people, you know, between clients and then, um, you know, women in my seasonal living collective group that I, I'm running here right now, um, they did really well with it. You know, in general, I had people who said they are gonna start to incorporate um, you know, easier to digest meals on a regular basis, especially in the winter. And bone broth. I had quite a few people who said they did not think they enjoyed bone broth. Um I personally like the kettle and fire brand and I had suggested that brand to try and they actually really liked it. That was a brand um that they they could definitely drink. And then on nights where they might, you know, if they're kind of feeling sick or Uh, a little under the weather, having that cup of bone broth really, really is something that they want to take with them as well as taking note of, you know, removing the coffee. Cause I had a lot of people who had great reactions to taking out coffee for a few days. They did have headaches, but then did realize, okay, I, it is something I want to add back to my routine, but it's not bad to take out, you know, for five days, just to kind of give your body a reset. Um, so yeah, that was, it was great all around. People really did enjoy their, their cleanse this year. And, um, Most people, I think most people did five days um, that I, that I took through a cleanse this year. So that will be something I will be running again in the seasonal living collective in the spring. So if you're thinking, Hey, how can I, how can I partake in one of these? It will be included in our seasonal living collective in the spring edition. Um, and the winter edition actually will be starting in January. So I think it's January 18th, I want to say is the date. Um, so if you're thinking that you'd want to join the collective, which is basically where I take you through six weeks of, um, Ayurvedic practices to do during the winter season. Um, I have right now, now the waitlist is up and just a heads up. If you do think you want to join, join the waitlist Cause that's the only, only people who are going to be sent the, um, early bird special rate. So if they don't sign up for the waitlist, um, you'll have regular pricing, but if you do want to get, um, the $50 discount hop on that waitlist. um, does not mean you have to sign up getting on the waitlist Doesn't mean you have to sign up. It just means that you might be interested. Um, and that can be found at my website, just at andreaclawson.com. It's right on the homepage. If you scroll down to the seasonal living collective. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I have for you all this week. Um, let me know how everything, um, how everything's going. If you've ever tried to cleanse, send me a DM on Instagram. I love to, I love to chat with you so you can find me at seasonal living mamas over on Instagram. Um, and I will be back again next week to chat more about, uh, I think I'm talking about Ar- Ayurveda, I believe again next week we'll find out. All right. Thank you all so much. and go out there and spread your peaceful power.